Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, BPW number two, Bais Primi, Shia number two for women. And we're today going to discuss uh, the concept of physical beauty in the healthy context of what it's to be viewed as Apitaira. Now, I listen sometimes to Shiurim by someone, Rav Avram Mordechai Gottlieb, um, on Zayar. It's in Ivrit. He's a Talmud of... Uh, the son of the Balasulam, who was a big tzaddik who wrote a parish on the Zoyar, and he's a tremendous Rabbi Gottlieb, and I listen to a lot of his shiurim on many subjects, including the Sefer Zoyar, which he gives a shir on. So as he was giving a shir on Sefer Zoyar, in Parshish Noyach, he went off on a topic on the side. He was talking about the Dara Mabel and the negativity of the fact that they were steeped in materialism to a great extent. And then he sort of went on the tangent a little bit, uh, not really a tangent, because it was related to it. And um, he addressed the crowd, and he was talking to women specifically, and then he was mentioning men about this whole subject. And he said, he said basically like this. He addressed the women, and he said that, you women, all you need to know, a woman is not a body. That's not how she identifies herself. She is a soul, the body is just a beged. It's like this, the clothing of a woman. The woman herself is her soul, connected to the haze of the yud Vavke that shines in her, in every single woman, especially in Klal Yisrael. And the connection to the body, if you connect and identify yourself just with your body, and the beauty of your body and the physicality of your body, it's a falsehood, it's an embarrassment, it's an embarrassment for the woman herself that emphasizes her body because she is not an animal. The animals are identified by their bodies. Yes, they have a certain level of soul that gives them life and their animal characteristics, but they don't have a neshama, a that only is a person. And the Iker connection of animals is to their bodies. But a, but a person has a soul, has a chelagalakami mal mamish. And if one identifies themselves just with their bodies, it is an embarrassment and a misplacement of, the, of what, we, what we were created for. And men, same thing, which we're probably going to address this on the other side of the Mechitza. We did address this a lot in the main Shiorim in the Shalom Bayeshiorim, that men who look at women and view women just on their physicality, on their bodies, they damage themselves. Not They damage themselves, because the truth is, is in marriage, and in any connection, the legitimate connection between a man and a woman, is their soul. Connecting the soul of the woman to the soul of the man, because that's what they actually are. That's who they actually are. And that is the connection, the proper connection of souls that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. Now, once you have that, and you identify yourself as a soul, and you're connecting as Nishamas, then there is a place to use the body as a sign and a form of connection to bring out the light of the Nishama, to be Ma'er the Ahav of the Nishamas one another, we live in this world, Hashem gave us a body, then comes the physical intimacy aspect of it that is a vehicle that connects the two of them, and then the physical has value. It is then the body has significance. 
But to view the person as a body without a soul is a tremendous embarrassment and a disgrace and a misuse, both for the woman herself who views herself this way and for the man who views her that way. And so on, the men who use women as objects in that sense, it's a disgrace. And a woman who views herself that way and therefore dresses in a way that's not appropriate to bring that out, the physicality without the soul, that is too a disgrace. This is more or less the gist of what he said that, you know, in that shear, which is very, very, you know, to the point and sharp, but very, very true. Now, eventually these days with technology, now it's science fiction, but eventually they'll create these sex robots. A man doesn't want a relationship with a woman. Down the road, they'll create some type of robots that's real human characteristics to them, feels like a human, and so on and so forth. But that's not the point. The point is, is when you marry, you're connecting of souls, not to look at a, a woman as an object. Not that she shouldn't look at herself as so, and a man should not look at her as so. That's the gist of what he said in that shear in, you know, in Zoyer and Pashas Noyach, and he basically said that there's a concept of Zerah Levatolo, wasting seeds. So he said that whole concept of viewing physicality just for the physicality is a form of Zerah Levatolo in a certain sense because you basically are misusing the whole purpose for what you were created for. Now, the question is, the Torah, you see, does not disdain feminine beauty. To the contrary, it's not ignored, it's not neglected. We don't hide ourselves in burqas. And the Torah highlights the beauty of the Imahis, Sarah, Rivka, and Rachel, then later Esther, to demonstrate the value Torah has on physical beauty. So physical beauty and physical variety of beauty is indeed important, and the Torah does emphasize it in many ways, both in the Pesukim themselves and in the Devei Chazal. So how is that a contradiction, or not a contradiction, to what we just said the first five minutes? And basically the context is, is that the beauty, the physical beauty, is supposed to be a mirror, a reflection of her very essence in life, her purpose in life, from the most spiritual to the most mundane. And this is what it is all about. Now, like we said before, if you focus just on the physicality, then it's like what Mishlei says, it's a golden ring on the nose of a pig. That's a beautiful woman that lacks good sense. That's pretty much what Shlomo HaMelech says. You know, he say every every Yeshus Chayil, Sheker Achein Vehavala Yoyfi, Isha Yeres Hashem Hitesalol. And uh, when we gave Shiurim on the main Shalom Baya Shiurim, uh, early on, like in the uh, number six, number seven, I don't remember exactly, entitled Physical Beauty, we brought down there what Rav Palm said to explain what Shlomo HaMelech said there. Because what do you mean, Sheker Achein Vehavala Yoyfi, and Isha Yeres Hashem Hitesalol? That charm is false, beauty is, is false. And only Yerush Hashemayim is it if you see that the Torah praised the Imahis for their physical beauty. So what's Pshat? So Rapam used to explain this very often, and he said like this. He said that beauty intrinsically is a zero, and a zero is inherently worthless. It's worthless. It's a zero. But if you put a one before the zero, what does it become? It becomes a ten. 
another zero, it becomes a hundred. Another zero becomes a thousand. So the beauty enhances the value as long as you have that one in front of it. Now, if you have the one uh, all the way in the back, it's zero, 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 one. Those zeros mean absolutely nothing. But after that, after the one, the zeros add value. So the same thing Rapam said is with the beauty of an Isha. The one represents Yeras Hashem. It says, Hein Yeras Hashem Hichachma. Yeras Hashem is wisdom, and only Yeras Hashem is wisdom, and there's no other wisdom other than the fear of Hashem. If you have Yeras Hashem, if you have that one, then the beauty has great value. So that's what Shleimah Melech means. Sheker Achein Vehevel Yoifi. Chain and Yoifi, they're taka zeros. They're a zero. But Isha Yeras Hashem, if she, ha- if she has Yeras which is that one, then he, Tesalo, then the beauty, the physical beauty is praised when she has that Yeras And that is the Rapam Shat in it. And that is a very important thing. Another explanation you could say is basically is that it is a the big difference between whether it is false or whether it has value is what the fo- sole focus point is. Like we said, if it's Isha Yeras Hashem He Tesalo, so that like like we said, He He means the beauty is Tesalo. When an Isha has Yeras Hashem, when she's a Yeras Shemayim, then He, then the beauty Tesalo is praiseworthy. If she does not have Yeras Hashem, then the then the then the beauty is a negative thing, a very negative thing because it actually backfires and causes a lot of misery. The taking care of our bodies could be used in an elevated way. I don't know exactly where the Elimelech says it, but it's very much quoted that he says that when you dress or otherwise do something to improve your physical appearance, like putting on nice clothing or ornaments, and your intentions when they're holy. And their sake and for Lashem Shamayim, you're actually a beautifying and adorning the Shechina, the Tzalamali Kim within you. Something like that is said in the Sefer Noyam Ali Melech. And in the Medrash, it's brought down that Hillel Hazakin, what he used to do is he walked when he was leaving the Shir or wherever he was teaching his Talmidim, and he said, Where are you going? And he said, I'm, gonna, I'm performing a mitzvah. This is a Vayikra Rabbah, Lamedalid, Pasuk. Um, 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 what are you doing? He left. He says, I'm doing a mitzvah. What mitzvah? To bathe in a bathhouse. What, what, what type of mitzvah is that? They asked. And um, he said, yes, it's a tremendous mitzvah. You know, when you have a statue of a king, when they set it up in theaters and circuses, right, they wash it down and um, people get paid very heavily by washing the image of the king that's put up on theaters and circuses and so on and so forth because they're the king of the empire. So if they do that, certainly me, I'm required to wash my body because I'm created in God's image. So for sure I'm supposed to take care of my body and honor it. So taking care of one's body and their image and the way they look and um, their sexuality also with regarding pertaining to their husbands, that's not called being self-indulgent. That's called being an Eishas Chayil with true Yerash you, As long as you focus on the purpose behind everything with a healthy balance, it's not always easy to balance our Neshama and our Guf. It's not always easy to balance 
Olam Abba and Olam Azeh, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to live both with both worlds simultaneously as we are here in this world, to always have in mind Olam Abba, but live in Olam Azeh. And the Rambam brings down that keeping the body in health is, is when you're doing that, you're walking in the way of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's very, very difficult, he says, that when you're ill, to have an understanding and knowledge of the Creator. And um, therefore, it's important to keep yourself as healthy as possible. Now, some people are anus. They, you know, they have illnesses. You know, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu protects them, and they're able to recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu with that illness. But if it's in your own free hands, you make yourself ill by not taking care of yourself, which is something... Uh, we all, including myself, need to learn to take care of ourselves better, then it's not healthy because it removes ourselves from true Avaidus Hashem. What's fascinating is, is there's the conflict between Jewish philosophy and Greek philosophy in this sense. You see, the Greeks were obsessed with aesthetics and held beauty, physical beauty, as great things. Now, what's interesting is the Greeks were unusual in this sense, is that they they weren't just obsessed with physical beauty, they were also obsessed with the potential of the mind. That's why philosophy was very strong in those days. We, you know, Aristotle, Plato, and so on and so forth. And um, that culture spread through the whole Western culture in a tremendous way. And we Jews became exposed to this Greek culture. And we, especially in Hanukkah, it's brought down how we tried to fight that whole way of life. But the question is, though, is beauty really bad? We don't believe that. We don't believe that physical beauty is bad. And so what really is the crux, the nakuda, the difference between Greek philosophy and the Jewish philosophy pertaining to physicality and physical beauty? Cannot, you cannot say that the Judaism frowns upon it. Because first of all, the Beis HaMikdash itself was full of gold, was full of silver, was built up in Nevoa to be one of the most beautiful, physically beautiful structures in the whole entire world. It's brought down in Eicha, how is the, the, the height of beauty, the Beis HaMikdash. HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands us always to beautify mitzvahs. Sukkah Noah, Shefer Noah, Lulav Noah. Beautiful sukkah means physically beautiful. Atalas Noah, physically beautiful sukkah. Again, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, Yosef, beautiful people, physically beautiful people. So what was wrong with the Greeks? How is it different? And the answer is, is the core definition of what beauty is, what it is. What it is. The Greeks, when they were obsessed with physical beauty, it was the physical symmetry of it, finding harmony within the physicality alone, you know, like the site of a, in an art, deep valley against the backdrop of a tall mountain, um, colors, you know, beauty. I'm talking about the physical beauty of the world and then the beauty of within the physicality. So the Greeks were interested in beauty as the harmony within physical beauty itself, which is the missing the whole point of our creation. Our definition of physical beauty is the height of it, the tachlis of it, is the harmony between the union of the spiritual worlds and the physical worlds. That creates a beauty like none other. And that you see clearly. You know, you had mass murderers that were physically beautiful and physically handsome. 
in Hollywood stars, a lot of them are terrible, terrible people, physically beautiful. There's no integration of their soul to their body, their soul being extremely ugly while their body being beautiful. That is missing the point in Yiddishkeit. By the Greeks, that's what it is. It's two separate things. One has nothing to do with the, with the other. With, with, with Tyra, it has to be fused as one. Material and spiritual has to be one. Heaven and earth has to kiss. There has to be a complete unification of using physical energy and every part of physical energy that we have in this world for, to use for Yiddishkeit, to use for um, good things. and to, So therefore, the Greeks, when they praised beauty, and they flaunted it, it was only an external beauty. No real genuine harmony. While we put the soul as the front. And only when we have the soul being pure and good, that's when we could use the body as a physical manifestation to reflect that beauty. But what us human beings need to be careful of, and especially women need to be careful of, is to realize, and what's very important, because in our culture, very often beauty equals worth. And we don't want to admit it to ourselves, but that seeped into our culture in a very terrible way. That even in our from circles, very often, subconsciously, we connect a beauty with success, beauty with worth, with value. And one pathetic result of this is, is that women, more than men, have this problem, want to freeze themselves at 25 or 30 years of age and just stay that way. And panic when the gray hairs and wrinkles come and smile lines and so on and so forth. Um, And there is a tremendous, dramatic um, decline in self-esteem as women age. With men also, this happens, but with women more so. And this is a mistake because beauty, real beauty, is soul beauty. And the body reflecting it, you do everything you can with what you have, 100%. But that's not the tachlis. And there's no reason to lose self-esteem, no reason to feel bad when other people are more physically attractive than you are, um, and so on and so forth. Which is a big discussion, which you know at one point is important to b- go into detail about. So then comes the famous concept of tznias. You know, that um, what exactly that means. And very often we're obsessed with the tznias on the physical, um, just with the clothing, uh, but it's overall behavior in the mind, what tznias actually is. Now, tznias is a concept for men also, by the way. Very, very important. Um, but it's emphasized more by with women, and there are reasons behind that. Um, first of all, women are more inherently gifted in that concept of tznias. And that is a big shlemus, a big wholesomeness in their avaydis Hashem and focusing on true meaning of who they actually are. And another thing is, unfortunately or fortunately, or just simply the way men's um, you know, brains are wired, that they have this greater propensity to objectify the opposite gender, and that creates tremendous suffering 
both for the man himself by choosing wrong in these these aspects, and for the women being taken advantage of by men um, in this regard. And this ties into what Rabbi Gottlieb said early on, that if women dress and behave in ways that they know men will appreciate, what really they're doing is having them focus on the externality, which is not them. And that plays into their their own self-image, creating a vicious cycle uh, that creates very pathetic results, where your whole self-esteem and image is dependent upon how you dress and how you look externally. Again, we're not talking about dressing like a shmata or hiding in a sewer system so men shouldn't look at you. It means dressing with a certain dignity, which really should be non-negotiable. And it makes no difference, uh, you know, what cult type of culture you're in, from the extreme right to the extreme left. You could wear shaitl and still be half tzniyas. You could wear nice stylistic clothing and still be tzniyas. You women know better that, uh, about this than I do, so I can't really go into detail about this. But you need to make a statement when you dress that you're a total person, that you're not just a body. That's the idea. The secular society wants to only express physicality and diminishes the person in the process. And other non-Jewish religions go the other extreme and deny physicality altogether, um, but that is not our way. It's a balance. It's a delicate balance. It's a, it's a healthy balance between, between the physical and the non-physical self-expression. And this sensuality is channeled in intimate ways in married life where it's meant to be used in the deepest level in marriage between a husband and wife, not in public eye, but alone between husband and wife. So, you know, the dressing of the of the secular world in tank tops and short skirts and low necklines and so on, what it does is you're causing casual observers, men or women, to focus on the body, not on the mind, not on the soul, not on who a human being truly is. And modest dress, though, not only prevents men from viewing women as objects, but allows the women themselves to internalize a certain spiritual self-image of themselves. You could dress beautifully according to Tyre standards. We dress very tastefully, and you could feel great about yourself, but in a way that you're not advertising in unhealthy ways to the public. And that's a very important concept. And the reason why I'm bringing it up here now, because in future Shuram we'll touch upon it in other ways, how it affects marriage in general, how it affects Shalom Bayes in particular, how it affects the concept of physical intimacy, how it affects overall between women themselves, how they view beauty and have certain negative self-image about themselves um, based on society and how to fight that. And the concept behind it also is, is like this. In the world we live in, there are different levels. All of Kali's soul is one. Every soul is unique and every soul is special. But at the same time, people are given different aspects more than the other in different ways. Some people are inherently physically more beautiful than others. That's the way Hashem made it. So what is the role of every individual person? Whatever gifts they were given, whatever physical beauty they are given, they need to realize that it's just a vehicle that's meant to enhance your soul. 
and to reflect physically, to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with your body in the best possible way, to fuse the physical with the spiritual. For those that are extremely good-looking, it's a big Nisayan very often, because they automatically attract attention, and not just from the opposite gender, but from within themselves, you know, it's very common. Most popular girls in classes are the most, uh, the better looking ones in general. It's just the reality. Their cliques, unfortunately, even within girls' schools themselves and in grades, where, you know, the ones that are less physically attractive are sort of, sort of alienated to the side. It's, it's really a terrible thing. And this is something that Torah culture is totally opposite. The Torah Hashkaf is totally opposite of that. And it's very important when you interact with one another and interact overall to always view the soul of a person as the main and the body as simply a being the best possible reflection of the soul. And the greatest success of any Jewish woman is to know how to fuse those two worlds together in a seamless whole in serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the soul and the body together, the soul being primary because that's who you really are, and the body using it as a physical expression of what Abbas Yisrael truly is in all areas of life, whether it is out on the street, whether it is in your home, and whether it is in the privacy of the physical life between a husband and a wife, where physicality does play a very important role. And what you're doing when you're doing it right is actually expressing that in the best possible way to bind souls together, and Jeshrina is Shaira in your home by doing that. So it is a very, very delicate balance, but it is a balance. Hashem does not want the body to be neglected, does not want beauty to be ignored, but rather directed in a healthy way. We will discuss more about this subject, Bezaz Hashem, in future Shiorim, especially when it comes in particular to Shalom Bayis areas. Hatzlacha and Bracha.